world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, Lord, I just ask you right now that you just be with us, that you'd orchestrate this and direct this, and you'd be glorified through all we say and all we do as we come upon the uh, supposed birth of our Savior, the day that we uh, celebrate it. Just pray that you'd be with us all. Words of our lip meditation are be pleasing in your sight. Get some communion. We're going to go to communion. I got a different hat on today. I don't know if you all can see it. It's, Amen. Uh, America needs Jesus, and boy, do we ever need Jesus, huh? Boy, does America ever need Jesus. And unfortunately, uh, most of us don't really have any idea how to, how to go about doing that, <laughs> how to share Jesus with us. I'm going to, look, we're going to do communion. We're going to do our prayer. We've got a lot of stuff going on in here. But I always get an unction from the Holy Spirit, and I have to, uh, I have to follow that unction. So just bear with me today as, as, we, do, as we do follow that unction. Um, if you could, uh, yeah, you got it up on the screen. Just Folks, just bask in this here for a second. I'm going somewhere. I want you, as you watch this, I want you to think about the commercialization of Christmas. What's going on? I'm going to show you some stuff this morning. Uh, well, I'm going to show you some stuff this morning. And I don't want to be bah humbug, but I'm, I'm a realist here, right? I'm a realist. And I want us to understand exactly what it is, what's going on. As I said, we're going to do communion. Joe, I'll get us in the right mood. Uh, people need the Lord. Go ahead and play that.
Amen. We are called to take his light into a world where wrong seems right. What could be too great a cost for sharing love with those who are lost? <clears throat> That's it, isn't it? That's it. Amen. And I don't. I don't want to. Uh, Amen. I don't want to start off on a on a negative note, but it's it's a great opportunity to make to make a to make a point here. Okay, bear with me a second. Joe's going to lead us in communion. Get yourself communion. I want it to be meaningful to us when we get there, Joe. So uh, I know you don't have to go anywhere here at four four oh eight in the morning out there. So so bear with us. Pull up my Facebook page because I I don't know about you guys. I've been so I've been so grieved. I've been so grieved. Just scroll down. Uh, just scroll down through maybe. Just keep scrolling. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, 
I don't know if it's on my Facebook page, the main feed, maybe main feed. And here's what grieves me. <clears throat> the commercials for churches at Christmas. Amen. Breaks my heart. I, I sat around yesterday and just go, I'm going to find one. We'll find one. We'll play it. Just keep going. They're everywhere. They pop up everywhere in my feed, in my feed about got to come to our church. Here's why you got to come to our church. We're having, we're having ho-hos and ding-dongs and we're going to have St. Nicholas here in Santa Claus and everybody's going to get a prize. And every, are, are you, are you guys, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know why they don't pop up. Maybe see, cause there's, there's algorithms that take place here. Well, they're right there. Oh, there. Let's go. Pastor Rod Parsley. Hang on a minute. This is where I got my salvation. My salvation. World Harvest Church. Huh? Hey folks, we have people who need the Lord. We have people who deeply are scarred by life. And we focus on Christmas. Play this, play this commercial. Play the play this. But hey folks, they're in my they're in my Facebook feed by the hundreds of hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. Christmas celebration. Come and celebrate the birth of our Savior. Oh, I get it. I get it. Say, well, coach, they have to, you have to lure them in somehow. Yeah, they have to lure them in. See, it's, that's not what church is supposed to be. We're supposed to go get them. We're supposed to go get them. We're not supposed to trick them into church. Go ahead and play that video. The season. There's no better place to celebrate the season than Holidays at the Harv. On Christmas Eve morning, December 24th, join Dr. Rod Parsley and the World Harvest Church community for an unforgettable Holy Communion service, followed by tons of festive fun for the whole family. From live reindeer to carriage rides to pictures with Santa and Mrs. Claus, you'll make lots of merry memories. Plus, every family and child will go home with a special gift. Your children will also get to experience a live walk through the Bible, Nativity Edition, where the story of our Savior's birth comes to life, along with indoor snowball fights, Christmas crafts, and more. So make your plans and bring the fam! December 24th at 10 a.m. for a Christmas Eve celebration you won't want to miss, only at World Harvest Church. Child care is available for ages 0 to 5th grade, and for more information, visit whc.life. Every day they pass me by, I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. I'm not picking on World Harvest. It's advertisement after advertisement after advertisement after advertisement of Christmas. The world's broken. And I can't tell you how many days, how many times in the last few days I've received appeals from people who need things for other people during Christmas. This family doesn't have this. This family doesn't have a meal. This family doesn't have this. This family doesn't have this. And can I tell you the truth? We've in the church, we've turned the taking care of the needy over to the government. You go to the average pastor and you tell the pastor that you know a family in need. He'll say, have you have you called welfare? Have you checked in down? You know I'm telling you the truth. Making merchandise of the people. They're broken people. They need the Lord. They don't even know what Christmas is. Wake up. You have any idea where we are today? 
Any idea that the people around you have no understanding of Christmas, of Christianity, of salvation, of death and resurrection and everlasting life? No understanding of it at all. All around us. I don't, maybe, you know, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a bit, bit harsh. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes me want to barf. Scroll some more. Scroll some more on that, will you, John or Spencer? Scroll down there. See if we can't find us some more good. Uh, you can come to our church because we're going to, hey, we, we're going to give everybody a present and we're going to give every, uh, we're going to have some games for your children to play. Oh, there's, was that one? Oh, there was one. What was that one? I want to go to that one. No, right there. What, what, where's this one? I want to go to this one. Play it. Let's see. Where's this one? And can I Maybe you're looking else? for a new environment. Maybe you've never been to the church. They're, they're, they're all young sissy boys. Hey, Betty, I got to get this out of me, okay? They're all young sissy boys preaching a fake gospel. Go ahead and play it. See if you can play that. For four. I know when, if you're looking for a local church, this video is for you. Crossover simply does one thing, and that's to connect you to a local church. Maybe you just moved across the country. Maybe you're looking for a new environment. Maybe you've never been to the church before. When you fill out the form on our website, in real time, you get connected to a local church. So fill out the form on this video right now to get connected to a local church. Well, good. If you're looking next one. Let's find another advertisement. Somebody else giving away free prizes to everybody comes in there. Come on, there's got to be another one. As they hit me in the face one after another, after another, after another, after another. Come to our church. Come to our church. Come to our church. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Say, Coach, you're so harsh. Really? Really? Come on. Come on. Let's see another number. Oh, let's go to Life City Church. I know Pastor Matt. I love Pastor Matt. I love Pastor Matt. I know what kind of man he is. Go ahead and play it. Let's go to Life City Church in Pickerington. Not a video. Okay, we could go there. Huh? Go on. Let's find another one. Find some other guy selling you, selling you something here. Come here. Come here. We'll have, we'll have a Santa Claus. There, there. Oh, there's a good one. What the Collegiate Presbyterian Church. Are they? Is that a video? No. Okay. I'm, stop. Stop, Coach. You made your point. Have I? Have I? The commercialization of Christianity in the American church is grievous to me. And can I tell you? Are you looking at me? Folks, be careful what I say here. They claim to care about souls, but they don't care about souls. Can I tell you why? If they cared about souls, they would take their church to the street. They would be setting up in downtown Columbus at Broad and High and feeding those people and ministering to those people right where they are. Why? Because people need the Lord. Every day they pass me by. See, you, you don't, how, how do you recognize a wounded person? How do you recognize one? They're everywhere you look. They're in the huddle. Everywhere you look. Can you imagine the wounding you are walking through? You personally, with your children and your ex-husband and the mess in your life. Can you imagine the mess you're walking through in your life and imagine doing it without Christ? That's what we're dealing with, isn't it? And I don't mean to be bah humbug, but it, if it grieves me, it must grieve the Lord. Come here, we'll have Santa Claus. Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. We'll have Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. We'll lie to your children with you. 
Here, you bring them to here, and we'll lie to your kids that there's a Santa Claus and he's got a wife, Mrs. Claus. There's a bah humbug in my two bah humbug this morning. That's all right. I just I gotta I gotta get it out of me. And uh oh, I got some good stuff. I got some really good stuff. All right, all right. I I spit that out. I spit that out. Uh, are you inviting a lost person to your house this weekend? Are you going to hook them and drag them into some big mega church and have beautiful music and everything will feel good and everybody gets a present when they leave? And maybe even a picture sitting on Ho Ho's lap and his wife, Ho Ho and his wife. Or you just look around you and see a need. See, I get, I guess, kind of raw this morning. My, my greatest frustration is I look around at all the pain that I see with people that I love. And the answer is Christ, and they don't want it. Amen, Coach. Why don't they want it? Amen. Why don't they want it? Is it because of the marketing? I'm going to get into some of that here. Go ahead and lead us in communion, Joe. I just want everybody to know that I, I just confess it. Can I be honest with you? I really, I really don't care enough about people. I care about those I love. But I see some guy struggling out on the road, doesn't have anything to eat, whatever. I'm thinking, uh, dumbass, get a job, right? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 And, and realize what I'm slugging through in my life. What would it be like to do it without Christ? And to help the guy understand that Jesus isn't going to make your life better. He's going to make it bearable. He's going to make it bearable. It ain't easy. Anybody tells you it's easy. Anybody tells you, tries to sell you Jesus and tell you how good your life's going to be. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. But it's marketing techniques. We want to market techniques. They're on their way to hell, whether you believe it or not. They are on their way to hell if they don't receive Christ as their Savior. And the truth of the matter is we couldn't care. Well, we do care, but we don't believe it. We don't believe heaven, hell, good, bad. Devils, we don't believe it. Church doesn't even teach it anymore. So you get Ho-Ho in here. By the way, Mrs. Ho-Ho. Mrs. Ho, can somebody tell me, where, am I fine for me, any place where Mr. Ho-Ho has a Mrs. You might know where that might be, where, where, I can, where I can find that. We can't even get him to believe in the Savior of the world. And the churches, the churches are inviting kids in for Ho-Ho and ding-dongs and I feel you, Brian Cranford. Come on in real quickly. Yeah, brother. I, you know, one one thing that uh, came to my mind when you said that is the parable of the Good Samaritan. If you look in verse 29, it says, but he willing to justify himself. Coach, I think that's where we're at today is, is uh, people are willing to justify themselves. Because if you look, it says uh, the first person that came by, the one needing the help, it was a priest. 
It's just mm. like you showing in your videos right here. But the net, the the it said right here. It said there was a a Samaritan uh, as he journeyed. He came and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. It was the ordinary Joe out there walking down the street, but it was the religious hypocrites who turned him away. Amen. Amen. But, it's, Amen. but it but it said, but he he was willing to justify himself. Today we're willing to justify yep. to, to 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 ignore that these people are actually needing the help, like you said in your video. Amen, buddy. <laughs> Amen. We we lose we lose sight of it all, don't we? In the materialism of Christmas and of Christian, we don't even we don't even most of us couldn't even explain the gospel to a lost person. Don't you don't have to say amen. Okay, I'm gonna let Julie say something, then we're gonna to go to communion, Joe. Go ahead, Julie. Good morning. You know, the Bible says, you know, as you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. Yep. Yep. Well, Boom. we're Boom. Hey, we'll, we'll drag them to World Harvest Church and they'll get a free present. That'll be that'll, that'll be something good we can do for them. Well, they'll get a free present and they can get their picture taken with Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus. Mr. and Mrs. Claus. They'll both be there. Be awesome. I, I'm big on sarcasm. A lot of people don't like it. I'm big on it. Go ahead, Joe. Lead us and Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Who, who could resist so great a salvation? And you do know this, don't you, friends? The fewer and fewer and fewer people are Christians, fewer, real Christians. And I don't want to sound like I'm judgmental, saying I'm a good one and you're a bad one. I pray that I am. I, I pray I am a good one, whatever that means. I don't know how you'd be a good Christian. But I can tell you this, our marketing techniques sure haven't worked, have they? Hmm? Oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to share that with you today. Promise you, let me get in here. Go ahead, Joe. I'll leave you alone this time, I promise. Okay, Coach. Appreciate you getting up, Joe, and doing this. Yeah. Well, it keeps me, keeps me a part of this team and keeps me studying. The, the people that walked in darkness have seen the great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. Amen. The joy before thee, according to the joy in harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. Wow. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is confused, is with confused noise, mm -hmm. and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wow. Of the increase of his government, and peace there shall be no end. Man, Upon man. the throne of David 
and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice wow. from henceforth forever and ever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Huh? What's he going to establish it with, Joe? Judgment and justice. Who are yep. you to judge? Who are you to judge, brother? We gravely need some justice in this country, yeah. in this world right now. Yes. I have a feeling it's right around the corner. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's say a short prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for a Lord that will bring justice to this world where and in, in also especially in this nation where we are becoming so corrupt. Where there seems to be two different kinds of justice in this land, Lord. We know that you don't think that is right. We know that you will help us fix it. And we are grateful, Lord, that you have given us this day that you filled our lungs with air and our hearts are beating. You've allowed us to join in, in this unconventional congregation across this great land. And we ask, and we're so grateful for you sending your son to us, Lord. We know that, and as we celebrate his birthday, this weekend we know that he was not born in this time of the year Lord but we take advantage of this moment to remember him and to celebrate him anyway and we hope that those unfortunate that those lost on the streets lost in the alleys alone in places we hope that lord that you will bring to them in their hearts a reason to seek you out a reason to let you in a reason to realize that they don't have to be where they are that they can let you in their lives, they can raise their hand, they can stand up, they can change their lives, and they can change their paths. And Lord, be with us and our families, in our communities, in our congregations, help us to be, do, say, and think and become the person you would like us to become this weekend and the rest of our lives. And we are so grateful for communion and what that means, what that represents, Lord. So we ask you to bless this bread and this wine representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for us so many years ago. We remember that this meal can heal. So, Lord, let any who have an ailment of the body or the spirit or of the finances or whatever, please help them to receive 
the healing you have for them, Lord. Give them that little bit of faith that's sufficient to receive their miracle. We thank you again, Lord, for what this weekend means and what it represents and what we celebrate. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. By the way, no show on Monday. Some, I've had a lot of Merry Christmas. Me. No show on Monday. I'm going to take off Monday, right? All right, let's get into our let's get into our psalm here today. Praying against the wicked, 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 wicked Luciferian government. Boy, can I go on and on and on? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. My goodness. You know, it's funny. Sometimes my wife thinks I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Sometimes Michelle thinks I'm getting getting <laughs> Alzheimer's, you know. Because I can't remember stuff like uh uh, what time are we going there tonight? I can't, I just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, what are we going to do tomorrow? Honey, you've put that on your account. I know, I know. I said, listen, I, I ain't got time to worry. I'm, I got more stuff in my head than I've ever had. <laughs> and I can, I can reach in the fire and pull it out. I'm going to trust you to give me the party on time. Okay. I, I don't know when the party is. I'll be there. I ain't got time to worry about when it is. Just get me there. Okay. So I want all of you to know out there. I am not senile. I'm not <laughs> losing my mind. I'm not getting Alzheimer's. I got, I'm more alive and alert and awake and informed than I've ever been ever in my life. Getting stronger every day, by the way. And so I believe that without any shadow of a doubt that our government is wicked, our American government. Now, you know that what, what I'm saying here, and you guys, you know this, right? This is treasonous. This is this what J6 is all about. What, this is what I'm seeing right here right now is what J6 is all about. Is people went to there and said, our government's wicked. Our government's wicked. And we don't want to overthrow our government. We want to reclaim our government. That's what we want to do. And we're going to point out the evil. And this is evil. And that's evil. And that's evil. And that's evil. That's evil. And we've come here to, to uh, Washington, D.C. to do what the First Amendment guarantees us, the right to a redress of our grievances. We'll come here. Things are screwed up. And we want to do something about it. And I didn't, I didn't get in my car and drive all the way to the Supreme Court to pray for the U.S. government. I'm sorry I didn't do that. I'm sorry I didn't do that. I came to lift up the name of Christ, that his name might be glorified through all the world, all the earth. That's why I went. 
when we go and we say we're going to take back the government, we're talking spiritually. We're going to see righteous men in authority. Why? Because the Bible says that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. And when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Now look around. Is there mourning going on or rejoicing going on? Right? No accountability for anybody in Washington, D.C. Those guys all get away literally with murder. Can I tell you why? Because they're in a different kingdom. They are a, I'm sorry. They're serving a different, did I say country? We've been tricked. Isn't it good, though, that the Lord told us, the Lord himself told us my kingdom's not of this world? Wow. Doesn't mean it isn't in this world. Of, of, of. See, I, I don't say uh, 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 Zachary Dobbenmeyer is a child. I do say Zachary Dobbenmeyer is a child of Michelle and David. I don't say Zachary Dobbenmeyer is a child in Michelle and David. He's of us. Of us. Government of the people. Of the people. Not in us. Of us. Of us. And we don't have a government of us anymore. Because why? Because the one upon whose shoulders the government sits isn't welcome anymore. Now we know this. He's still ruling and reigning. He's ruling and reigning, looking at all this mess and just scratching his head. Saying, oh my goodness, if I just wake my people up. Wow. So that's why we're here today at the uh, at the uh, Liberty Action Network. We're going to read Psalm seventy-eight, and we're going to reclaim. We're going to reclaim America for the cause of Christ. Anybody with me on that? Am I the only guy who says we're going to do that? And not only that, nonviolently reclaim from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has been violated, and those who have been violated take it by force. See, that's we don't even know how to read that scripture, do we? Right. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the people have been violated. And those who have been violated, take it back. Do you, do you get that? And they want us to be, they, they want to claim, they want to accuse us of violence. They're doing the violence. <laughs> They're doing the violence. Hey, Johnny. Or who is it? Spencer. Pull up violence. Go, go to our friend, Mr. Webster. Let me get it out of me. I got to live with me all day. Mr. Webster, what's he say about violence? Physical force, strength or action or motivation. Moral force. Moral force. Outrage. Eagerness. Vehemence. Injury. Infringement. From the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been infringed. Injured. Outraged. And then those who have been outraged reclaim it. They take it by force. They take it by force. Prayerful, uh, non-physical for, for force, spiritual force. That nugget right there, 98% of the church would have no idea what I'm talking about. What I just said right there. And then those guys who showed up at Washington, D.C. go sit in front of a jury who has no understanding with a bunch of lawyers who have no understanding of what we mean by they have done the violence. They have done the violence. Let me say it again. They have done the violence. If some guy walks into my house tonight, we're having a big Christmas party, my family. Some guy walks in the house and walks across the room. I don't even know the guy. Walks across the room and goes over and grabs my wife by the throat. 
You think there's gonna be any violence in my house? I'm gonna ask you again. Some guy walks in my house, walks over and grabs my wife by the throat. You think there's gonna be violence in my house? Amen. There, there better be, Coach. Otherwise, be. you're worse than the infidel, right? That's what the scripture exactly. says. That's it. See, and so it's a mindset that we don't understand. We don't understand. Hey, Dale, they started it. Yup. Amen. Amen. All right, boy. I'm telling you. No wonder my wife thinks I've got Alzheimer's. <laughs> I can't remember what time my hair appointment is today. I don't have one, but okay. So let's let's get into this. Who's who's praying for us today? Who's reading Psalm seventy six? We assigned somebody yesterday, didn't we? No. Got it, Coach. Judah's got it. Go ahead, Judah. Hang on, Judah. Judah, hang on. Lord, we just ask you that you would pull those dark kingdoms down, Lord. That judgment and justice would fall upon those who have usurped the authority that does not belong to them, Lord. And we're trusting you that you will do what you promised us you will do. That when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. And when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And Lord, we just pray that as we lift you up, you'll draw all men unto you. We believe you to do that in Jesus' name. Go ahead, Judge. In Judah, God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem, also in his tabernacle. And his dwelling placed in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bone, the shield, the sword, the battle. Salah, thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. Mm. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep, and none of the men might have found their hands. Wow. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse are cast into the dead sleep. Mm. Thou, even thou, Art to be feared. Amen. And who may stand in the sight when thou thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Feared and was still. Yes, it was. When God arose into judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Salah, surely the wrath of the man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be around him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Amen, 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 amen. Lord. Lord, just make yourself mighty on the behalf of those who claim your name, Lord Jesus. Let us see, Lord, the fall of the wicked, Lord. That judgment and justice come to America, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Judah. My wife just said, sent me something. I'm supposed to pray for somebody. Michelle, I can't even read. It's so small, I can't even read it. Go ahead, Craig. Well, I'm glad to dab on our family's getting three days off, but I just ask those in the queue here and who are here and please be faithful and read uh, the next three Psalms on your own 77 for t- Saturday 
78 on Sunday and 79 on Monday. And when we come back, we get to finish it up on Tuesday on Psalm 80. So thank you for doing this, Coach, on your show. Amen. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. I got to get this out here. This is uh, when my wife speaks. I when when my wife speaks, I I uh, I bark right. <laughs> when my wife barks, I I jump. I guess I'm trying to type something here. I'm sending you something. Um, coming to you right. Coming right to you. here. My wife said, "Look how small it is on mine." Right? I can help, I'm Coach. I'm gonna throw it up. Here. I can help. So I sent this to Michelle. So there was a lady that we met at the medical conference. Her name is Janet Smith. And um, anyway, she is asking for prayer. She's staking, she staked her land and she's got a lot of um, medical issues in her family. And she's asking us, you know, there's some people in her family that have taken the shot and she just really feels like she's under spiritual warfare and spiritual attack. So she's asking us to pray for her and for her family. And um, her name is Janice Smith. Well, Lord, we just uh, we just pray right now for Janice Smith, Lord. You said that wherever two or more are gathered, that you're in the midst. And Lord, we don't ask that you would remove this burden from Janice, but that you would strengthen her in the midst of it, Lord. That the weight of the world is not more than she can handle. We pray for supernatural strength. And Lord, we trust you that you are fully engaged in this situation and that it will come out according to your plan, Lord. And Lord, we pray right now for peace to fall on the heart of Janice, Lord. Is it Janice? Yes, Lord. Let peace fall on her heart. We ask that that burden would be lifted off of her now. We pray this in Jesus' name, off of Janice Smith. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, cool, cool. Continue as Mel said, continue to read those, pray those Psalms. Uh, golly, I've only got 18 minutes left. Spencer, pull up for me. Uh, where did I do that, Coach? Pull up uh, Psalm 76, which you just read in the message. I've been doing this more and more, friends. I've been doing this more and more. For some reason, I know the, I know the Message Bible isn't uh, scripture. I know it's an interpretation, but there's just a bite to it that I like. Sorry, I, this is. A I'm sorry. Bite. God is well known in Judah, in Israel. He's a household name. This is what we just read, by the way. He keeps a house in Salem. He own his own suite of rooms is in Zion. That's where, using arrows for kindling, he made a bonfire of weapons of war. Oh, how bright you shine, outshining their huge piles of loot. The warriors were plundered, and they were left impotent. And now there's nothing to them, nothing to show for their swagger and their threats. Your sudden roar, God of Jacob, Knock the wind out of the horse and the rider. Boy, what a picture, huh? Fierce you are, O Lord, and fearsome. Who can stand up to your rising anger? From heaven you thunder judgment. Earth falls to her knees and holds her breath. God stands tall, makes things right. He saves all the wretched on earth. 
Instead of smoldering rage, God prays. All that sputtering rage now a garland for God. You for God what you said you'd do. He is, after all, your God. Let everyone in town bring offerings to the one who watches our every move. Nobody gets by with anything. No one plays fast and loose with him. Woo! You ain't getting away with it, baby. <laughs> we ain't getting away with it. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Pull up the terror watch list. Hang on, Randy, I'll get you. Pull up the terror watch list. I just want to make you aware of this, folks. It's never ceasing. Uh, there's a terror watch list being prepared. Right now, right now. Terror watch list. Look, did you know that there are 2 million names on the federal government's terror watch list? You guys know that? You know that? Oh, yeah. This has grown from 120,000 to 2 million. That's 17 times larger. wonder how many of us are on it, huh? See, this list, list enables the FBI to pressure people into becoming informants and false witnesses and frame-ups. Scroll on down there. There's another link I want you to see. Keep going. Remember, the Nazis did all this, right? Folks, we have a Luciferian government right there, right there, RT. Here it is. There's the link. U.S. Terror Watch doubles in size from CBS. Huh? Folks, you're the enemy. And I've said it before. White Christian men are the enemy. You better, you better, you better get it. Not that black Christian men aren't. The white Christian men are. They are. Amen. 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 They are. Okay, let's go quickly. I'm sorry. Hold on. Where is it? Uh, number one. I'm sorry. Rise and fall. I'm not going to get to my commentary. I'm not going to get to Bobby's today. I'll open it up here in a second. Hang on, Randy. The rise and fall of evangelical America. It's from July 25th. Stay right there. In the parable of the sower, Jesus illustrated how the seed of God's word flourishes or perishes depending on the kind of ground it falls on. Some seeds fell on path, and the birds ate them. Some fell among the thorns, which did grow up and became choked seedlings. They did grow a little bit. Other seeds, said Jesus, fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when things got hot, they scorched them. And since they had no root, they withered, withered away. Somebody say amen. You know where I'm heading here? You can say amen. That's amen. Right. Amen. The rocky soil group aptly describes a rapid rise and decline of evangelicalism in America in recent decades. Recently, political scientist Ryan Burge explained how between 1983 and 93, think of those days, will you? Huh? 83 and 93? The share of Americans who identified as evangelicals exploded. Ten-year explosion of fake Christians. In fact, at the height in the early 90s, nearly a third of Americans called themselves evangelifish. By the way, that's a, an evangelifish is a Christian without a backbone. 
This growth overlapped with a sharper period of decline from mainland products, which between 75 and 88 fell from one in three Americans to less than one in five. Think about that. Those attending mainland nominations went from 33% to 20%. As Burge points out, this coincides was no coincidence. Evangelical gains resulted partly from cannibalizing. What? Yes, mainland denominations. In other words, those Baptists who didn't like being in their Baptist church were pulled in by the Christmas celebrations at World Harvest Church. And so they went to World Harvest Church because they loved the atmosphere and everybody felt good. By 2018, however, those gains had withered away and evangelicals returned to the pre-1980 percentage of the population. By all indications, it's still declining today. Part of the story of what happened is the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S's, those who claim no religious affiliation. Between 1991 and today, the percentage of Americans who identify as nuns, meaning not a Baptist, not a Methodist, not a Lutheran, not, the nuns went from 6% to 29%. Claim no, what would that be? Association with any religious organization. Burgess calls this the most significant shift in American society over the last 30 years. Is this hitting home with anybody but me? Of course, pointing to the rise of the nuns is a, basically a way of restarting the, uh, restating the problem. You see, the evangelifish bubble of the 80s and 90s, as well as the longer-term decline of the American Christianity, requires a further explanation. Forget, perhaps given how quickly the evangelical bubble burst, part of the problem was that it was filled with shallow belief. Somebody say, boom out there, boom! Still the shallow belief. Or to switch back to Jesus' metaphor, perhaps some of the seeds that came up so quickly in the final decades of the 20th century amid chart-topping Christian albums, huge music festivals, ad-spouting non-denominational mega churches. Perhaps they didn't have any roots. Wow. Scroll down, John. Mm-hmm. I lost myself here. I lost myself. Of course, there's nothing wrong, per se, with creative outreach strategies like having a Mr. and Mrs. Claus come. But Jesus never told us that the goal was to get bodies through the doors or bottoms in the chairs. It was to make disciples committed to Christ and his kingdom, disciples who would, in turn, bear much fruit. Amen. Given the rapid rise of all and fall of the evangelical crop, what a good word that was, we must safely conclude that many of those who joined and helped it spring up so quickly had very shallow roots. Overall, Christians were not cultivated with deep roots in the truth God has revealed about himself, his world, human beings, and his plan to make all things new. No, no, no. Much of that is a Holy Spiritual work through families and the church, of course. He prepares the soil. He gives the growth. He also gives many commands in Scripture that indicate that part we play in the responsibility that we have. One of the most important ways to ensure deep roots is through the cultivating of a worldview informed by Christian truth 
something in stark contrast from the sprinkling Christian encouragements on the top of the world's view. I'll tell you this right now. This is kind of off, off chart. If this show went away today, if today was the last show, some of your lives have been changed forever. Would you agree with that? Amen. If I, if I, if I fell off the end of the earth and Coach Dave went down, Amen. some of you have, are now for the first time in your life planted in good soil. Thumb up. Amen. Right? For the first time. It's good. Amen. 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 Where I lost myself. Uh, of, of course, there's nothing wrong with outreach strategies, but gee, oh yeah, he never told you that. Much of, of that is the Holy Spirit's working through. But one of the most important ways to ensure deep roots is through the cultivating a worldview informed by Christian truth. This means teaching the Bible as it is, the true account of reality, contrasting a biblical uh, understanding of things which those widely accepted meeting challenges from the wider culture head on, answering tough questions about the faith and teaching Christians to take seriously Christ's sovereignty over all life, belonging and not merely attending church and teaching worship as something we do, not just something we sing. It also means recognize the role culture plays. Well, hey, we'll read this again. It also recognizes the role that the culture currents play in eroding faith, especially those undermining marriage and the family. As Mary Eberstadt wrote 10 years ago, one of the most powerful forces behind secularization and the rise of the nuns is the decline of the family. Boom, JR! Subsequent research has only proven how right she was. If evangelicals or members of any Christian tradition want to have a future, they're going to have to prioritize intact, stable families. After all, families not only make new people, they teach them the language and categories God uses to describe his family, the church. I don't know if I want to continue reading this or not, huh? This is good. Despite the numbers, we should always maintain hope. Yeah, I'll finish it. Expect a harvest. People need the Lord. Those who've turned in the last few decades, those who've turned in the last few decades from Christian belief to no belief, they're not doing very well, folks. We're in the midst of a historic mental health crisis. People raised without faith in God are suffering the worst of it. Religious observance, by contrast, is strongly correlated with better mental health. As helpful as therapy can be, the greatest longings of the human heart and the greatest problems of human relationships are only redeemed through Christ. Every day I, they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes, empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. Come on in, Randy. Yeah, Coach, this this is great. This is great. God is building his church, Coach. Deuteronomy 6, 20 through 23, Coach. When your son asks you in time to come. Hang on, let's get up on the screen here, Randy. Deuteronomy 6, 26? 6, 20, verse 20 through 23. Deuteronomy 6, 20 through 23. 20 through 23. Thank you. 
Okay, Randy, I'm sorry. When, when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt. Wow. We, we were in the world, coach, one, at one time. Yeah. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Wow. We, we, when, we, when he brought us out, coach, it was a life-changing experience. And the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great and severe, against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. Now, here's, this is what God does, coach. This is his template. Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in mm. to give us the land which he swore to our fathers. Coach, that's, this is what God's doing. He is bringing the people out that he wants to bring in. It's always his remnant, Coach. So yes. whatever we see looks like, oh, the church is falling apart. Sometimes God is he is, he is getting that number down to the remnant, Coach. He is, he is raising up his remnant. Amen. So I see it as a positive thing. The world needs to see the real church. And only the remnant can show it. The fake church cannot show that picture. God's bringing us out to bring us in. Hey, give, put this up in the message. Put this up in the message for me real quick there, Spence. The message. What's it say? And when the son asks you in time to come soon, I'm sorry, that's not it. The next time your child asks you, what do these requirements and regulations, rules that God, our, our God has commanded mean? Tell your child. We were slaves to Pharaoh in America. And God powerfully intervened. And he got us out of that country. We stood there and watched as God delivered miracles, signs, great wonders, and evil visitations on Egypt, on Pharaoh, on his household. He pulled us out of there so he could bring us here. And give us this land he so solemnly promised to our ancestors. That's why God commanded us to follow all his rules. So that we would live reverently before God. Our God. As he gives us this good life. Keeping us alive. For a long time to come. Man, oh man. What a defeatist attitude we have in the church. Go Craig. <laughs> I put it in the chat. Coach. Since we're sitting celebrating Christ. If he was born in 3 BC and we're at 2023, that would mean we're 2026 years since the birth of our savior. And when you look at the numbers and the meaning of the numbers, 20 is uh, 10 is a perfect number and 20 is a perfect waiting period. 26 is a, the uh, numerical value of Yahweh. That means the waiting period of Yahweh is perfect and it's complete that means we're the lord's near and then the lord is near hey folks please remember uh pray your psalms over, over this weekend even though we're not been able to do it together please do that and uh we will not have i will not be doing a broadcast on christmas morning i want to stay married and my wife would put a noose around my neck and drag me back into the bed if I tried to get up and do that. So uh, bear with us. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's not get caught up in all the rigmarole. Uh, remember, 
as I like to say, Jesus is the reason for the season. He really is. And let's use it as an opportunity to evangelize those around us. Because why? People need Jesus. People need the Lord. Have a great, uh, great time with your family, friends, whatever it would be. See you back here on Tuesday, wouldn't it? God bless you.